0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is a Saturday. Hard to believe it's already late October, Halloween around the corner. Firearms deer season around the corner. And speaking of that, we're going to go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney outdoors.com and uh Steve how you been? I am doing
2: well Steve. I was on the water 11 hours yesterday yeah. with a uh, wonderful group uh, from southern Minnesota and I'm resting today. I am tired
1: man. I'm tired. That, that's a lot of time on the water. Uh how is the weather? More importantly how is the bite?
2: Very good, Steve. You know, yesterday it was just fantastic. It was 66 degrees. It was just beautiful, and there was a big front coming in last night, a northwest wind change, so we made the most of it yesterday. It was a beautiful day, and you know, I'm looking at the weather coming up this week, and up in northern Minnesota, northwestern Minnesota, we're going to have highs in the 30s. Coming up here this week, and I am loving it. This is going to change everything, and we need this really bad. Um, we need to get the uh, pre rut going with the deer, get them on their feet a little bit more, and that'll happen. But most importantly, we need a push of ducks coming through Minnesota. It has been really tough. We've been what in what we call the October lull here the last three weeks, and there's just no birds. But I'll tell you, with this weather coming. Uh, all the duck hunters out there better get ready because it's going to happen towards the end of next week, and we're going to get a good push of ducks. So the next two weeks are going to be absolutely ideal. Northwest wind, a great migrating wind. Um, it's awesome. I just can't wait. I'm already losing sleep already thinking about
1: it. Well, yeah, but you were you were supposed to have a little downtime today. You, you, you gotta you, you gotta think about something else.
2: Oh, that's what happens, Steve, when you get older, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's, uh, you know, today's my rest day, and, yeah. you know, I'll be fine tomorrow. It's just yep. as you get older, you need a little R&R. And, but I'm just really anticipating, you know, a great couple of weeks. And I have not really seen a whole lot of pre-rut activity. I haven't seen a lot of scrapes and rubs. But I think this next, you know, weather change is going to get things going again and, um It's going to be great. And, you know, we also have the uh, firearms youth season this weekend. Uh, That's been going on since Thursday. Not a real fan of that. I think it's uh, very disruptive in the woods right now. And, you know, you don't want to get these deer, you know, too upset, you know, this early. Um, You know, it's a little tough for the bow hunters because there is this distraction. And, you know, we've got the regular firearm season in a couple of weeks. And I think, again, these early seasons are very impactful, and I, I really, I understand getting the youth in the outdoors. I think it's a very important thing, but having these early openings, I think, is very disruptive to the deer patterns, and it's really going to affect the firearm season as well, but it is what it is. I've heard of, you know, mixed success right now, um, but again, it's been very balmy. Uh, a lot of these deer aren't moving until after midnight. They're still very nocturnal, and um, that's going to be that way until this weather changes at the end of the week. And then it's, uh, it's game on.
1: All right, Steve, uh, pheasant season. Uh, what have you heard? Uh, what I have heard pretty good.
2: It is, it is. That's been a real surprise. And, you know, the participation out there, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, I've never seen so many pheasant hunters in the last four or five years as I've seen this year, and, you know, a lot of the public areas are getting hit pretty hard, and, you know, once this cold weather comes in, you know, a lot of the fair-weather pheasant hunters, you know, give it up, and, you know, usually the pressure is the first week or 10 days, but, you know, there's still a lot of corn up, and there is even still soybeans up right now, so late season, I think, is going to be really good. Once a lot of the, you know, participation drops off, the crops are out, Uh, Late season pheasant hunting, I think, is going to be probably excellent, you know, towards the last probably month of the season. And that'll go until like early January. So there's plenty of time. And uh, yeah, I'm very surprised. It's uh, really everything I've heard has been very positive.
1: Yeah, it is amazing how fast time goes that uh, we're talking uh, the the firearms deer opener and you brought up the end of the year and kind of the end of the pheasant season. And by then anglers are going to be out on the ice. You know, it's just crazy how quick it goes from, you know, blazing hot Labor Day weekend to, you know, kind of dreaming. And I know a lot of those anglers that love to be out on the ice are already thinking about it.
2: You know, Steve, I am not thinking about ice. (laughs) I am not ready for that. Not yet. Don't put that into my head. Not yet. Not yet. But I'll tell you, the open-water fishing right now is absolutely fabulous. It's been a great last 10 days or so. Water temperatures are low 50s, and the fish are biting. Uh, The docks are still out, which is really good. The DNR has not pulled a lot of docks yet, so you can still get in. And there's hardly anybody fishing, and it just drives me crazy. All the cabin people are gone Um, you know, the recreational boaters are gone and you, we have these lakes all to ourselves. Fishing is excellent right now. And even with this water temperature changing and this front coming in this week with, you know, the low temperatures, fishing is just going to get better and better. And I'm hoping, you know, that things will rebound a little bit into the forties or fifties, which will make fishing excellent all the way into November. And, you know, maybe with a little luck into Thanksgiving. So, um, This is some of the best fishing of the year right now. And, you know, people need to, you know, don't put your boat away yet.
1: Not yet. Not yet. All right. I I sold my old pontoon. I haven't told you. Uh, I I, I sold my own pontoon, and now I'm kind of in the market for a new one. Uh, If you know anybody I should talk to, (laughs) uh, send me a text, and I'll, I'll give them a ring.
2: That must have been a tough deal, Steve, to get rid of your old girl. That's uh, Oh, no,
1: it is. had I, that a long time. You know, there's an old saying, you know, the two happiest days of the day you buy your boat and sell your boat. I completely disagree. <laughs> I, I'm always bummed when I sell a boat. It's kind of like a lot of great memories on that old barge. um
2: well, but, you know, there, there's a good inventory out there right yeah. now, Steve. There's probably more pontoon boats out there than there are regular fishing boats right now. So it's definitely a buyer's market. So good time to be in the market.
1: Yeah, so i want to try and make a deal and have a new ride in the spring. But anyway.
2: Oh, uh, good for you, man.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun. All right, Steve, always good to visit with you. We'll do it again in one week. So, sounds
2: good. Make sure you check with your wife before you buy that pontoon boat.
1: Well, she's already had a lot of input on that.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot of input on that, that purchase. All right, All right, I'm not going to go it alone. I know better than that. Steve Carney. <laughs> All right, take care. com. Each and every weekend we visited for years. Here on the radio, it is 4.15. Quick break. We'll come back. Hockey in the spotlight. Jess Myers. From the Rink Live joins us for the first time this season. Uh, big series in Grand Forks. Number one Minnesota, number five North Dakota. The Golden Gophers played great on Friday night. They'll do it again tonight. The game's on Channel 9. That's right. Gopher hockey on free TV tonight. Uh, we've got the Wild. Uh, high schools are going to crank it up. Uh, we, we've got that with Jess around the corner. And then later, college football final here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. T mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan
0: savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: It is a Saturday here at News Talk, K30WCCO. Vikes don't go until Monday when they take on the San Francisco 49ers at U.S. Bank Stadium. Latest line I saw, Niners by seven in that one. Monday night. Minnesota United FC takes on Kansas City at 8 tonight. Gophers in Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes. Big Ten football. And the Hawkeyes lead at 10 3. The Wild get Columbus and St. Paul tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, the Wild kind of on a roller coaster ride early in the season. They won their opener against Florida. Uh, then they got beat. Uh, then then they took down Montreal in Montreal and then got dumped by the L.A. Kings pretty good. So uh, game five of the year against Columbus tonight in downtown St. Paul. Timberwolves uh, still in preseason mode. Uh, they play again on Wednesday. Toronto was that the opener against Toronto, Jonathan, For, on Wednesday, Timberwolves? Let me check on that. Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's preseason or not, but uh, Timberwolves getting started very shortly. And speaking of hockey, uh, Jess Myers joins us from the rink live. Jess, how you been?
0: I'm doing great, as, as good as you can do in in Grand Forks when it's not like 17 below with uh, <laughs> wind chills and all that other stuff. It's it's been beautiful up here this weekend, uh, and you know a, a beautiful way to start for the Gophers in this rivalry, which goes back. Yeah, you know, literally to the 1940s. Uh, a, a great game for them last night.
1: Yeah, no doubt they played well. But I want to get more into the Grand Forks weather. I'm sure the golf courses are packed. It's 45 degrees and windy.
0: Yes, and well, <laughs> the windy kind of goes without saying. That's kind of that's kind of like the free space on the bingo card. Yeah, right. In the river valley, right? You know, the wind is going to blow. But oh, uh, you know, folks come to the game in shorts and. And they're fighting Sioux jerseys. Of course, they some folks are kind of slow to adapt to the nickname change up here. But uh, no, you know, just a great atmosphere and and one of my favorite rivalries. This was the rivalry I kind of grew up with, being a, a kid from the Northern Red River Valley myself, the the Gophers and and, and the the Fighting Hawks.
1: Yeah, and it was cool because Jess, you know, I I knew they were making the road trip number one Minnesota up to number five North Dakota this weekend. But uh, I was on the air, sitting in for Henry Lake last night, and I I was kind of scanning the channel. Whoa, the the game's on Fox Nine tonight. Now I, I yep. believe it was the North Dakota crew on Midco Sportsnet calling it, and Channel Nine picked up the feed. But I'm like, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, Alex Heiner
0: is their play by play guy. He's he's a really talented guy who does a lot of North Dakota sports, and then Jake Brant, uh, the former goalie from Rozo, who uh, in his real life is a State Farm agent. So, of course, I call him Jake from State Farm, you know, because that, that, that's the... I like job. it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, they, they do a nice job with the broadcast. And then, of course, you know, the regular uh, Gopher radio broadcast is up here as well. But, uh, you know, it was one of those situations, Steve, where an hour before the game, the student section is packed there in full throat. You know, they, the kids have been in line for hours and hours to get in and get good seats. And it was just a powder keg ready to explode. And then Justin Close comes out and spoils the party. The the, the line from Bob Moscow is when you play at North Dakota, there's two games. There's the first 10 minutes and then there's the last 50 minutes. And if you can survive the first 10 minutes, you're probably going to do OK. And uh, Gophers kept North Dakota off the board for the first 10 minutes and then for the next 50 minutes and, and just never gave that crowd a, a way to really get into the game and become a factor.
1: Yeah, and my thought was keeping an eye on most of the game. I know you, you were glued to the entire game. I, I, I was working up until 9 o'clock, but had it out of the corner of my eye. They played very well. They looked like number one on the road at North Dakota on Friday night.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting change that Bob Mosco made. Oliver Moore, the, the freshman out of Moundsview, View who has always been a center, kind of a natural center. He played center his first two games uh, as a gopher. Bob Mosco moved him to a wing last night to hopefully free him up to have a little more speed. And that line with Oliver Moore on one wing, Jimmy Snugroot on another wing, and Brody Lamb in the center, all three of those guys had a goal and an assist last night. That's really kind of the, the, the straw that's stirring the drink right now. What was most impressive to me about Justin Close, and this was his 11th shutout, he's now too shy, of tying the school record, but uh, is, he's always so calm, he's, he, and, and we know that about him, but he was actually kind of a calming influence on the rest of the guys on the back end for the simple fact that you had seven defensemen in the Gopher lineup last night, and none of them had played at North Dakota before. None of them had experienced this rivalry in this building firsthand. So having an experienced, calm, quiet goalie back there is a, was a huge advantage for Minnesota.
1: Another big one tonight, same deal, of Fox 9 at 6.
0: Yes, and
1: uh, uh, some people have sent me some pictures
0: from the arena. The The lines are growing already. So once again, it'll be a, a fun atmosphere. And this is a rivalry that Bob Matsko said they're, they're working to continue. Uh, they're not going to play next year. They're not on oh. the schedule for next year. But uh, Bob Motzko kind of hinted that they've already got a contract in the works. After one year off, they're going to continue the rivalry. Now, Steve, I always like to think that the hockey gods have something to say about this because in the 2013-14 season when the Gophers first moved to the Big Ten, it was going to be the first season without a game against North Dakota in something like 50 years. And, of course, the hockey gods aligned it so they played in the Frozen Four in that famous .06 seconds left in regulation game that the, the Gophers won.
1: So who knows? They, they, they could meet again this spring. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Wouldn't that be fun? Especially yeah. with the Frozen Four uh, coming coming to St. Paul. Let's let's do it. Let's have these two teams play on the big stage for uh, for a trip to the national championship.
1: Yeah, and I, like just just a moment about North Dakota. I, a little bit of a downturn in this proud program. You know, they 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 didn't do a whole lot a season ago, Are they poised to return to the top of the mountain this year
0: they've done a very good job of kind of mining the transfer portal and getting some new faces right. in here to, to bring experienced bodies in where where they didn't have a lot of experience specifically on defense and in goal last year. Now, of course, you know, the the razzing and, and all of that is a fun part of this rivalry. I'm walking around the concourse last night before the game, and there's a North Dakota fan, and what's he wearing but a Quinnipiac National Champions T-shirt. Oh, you know, just, wow. to kinda, just to kind of needle the Gopher fans a little bit, of course, I put this up on social media, and Gopher fans retorted, how did North Dakota do in the NCAA tournament last year? Oh, that's right. They didn't make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, <laughs> they, they, uh, they give each other grief uh, back and forth. It was a lot of fun.
1: All right, so the rivalry resumes tonight. Minnesota, North Dakota, in Grand Forks at the Ralph. Go for women's hockey, they are idle, but Brad Frost got an extension. Happy for Brad.
0: Yeah, Brad's going to be around for another couple of years. And, and you know, the Gophers are coming off a, a big win uh, at home on, uh, on Tuesday. They played St. Claude State. Defense has been the key for this team. They're hardly allowing any goals, which, uh, which makes things a little bit easier. WCHA is not getting any easier. That's one thing I'll say. Wisconsin looks really, really good. I saw them in person a couple of weeks ago. Ohio State, uh, uh, you know, once again, one of the top teams in the country. So the Gophers have their hands full just getting out of their own conference. But uh, this is a program where I think the the administration is looking to kind of reward the stability there and and the fact that, you know, year in and year out, they seem to do a nice job recruiting.
1: Yeah, great building over at Ritter Arena. And oh, by the way, they resume and Ohio State. Speaking of uh, a program that has arrived with a lot of Minnesota ties in Columbus, Minnesota at Ohio State next Friday and Saturday. That'll be a good one.
0: Yep. They've, uh, the, the Buckeyes have grown into a very good program under Nadine Musrall, who's a former gopher herself, and they're getting rewarded. They're going to get a new building there, a place that's going to seat, I think, about 4,000, which is something they desperately need. They're playing in, a, in a, w- what would not be a very good high school facility by Minnesota standards and have been able to re- recruit and build a national powerhouse with, with that kind of anchor around their neck. So look out for the Buckeyes. I think they uh, could be a, a top program for years and years
2: to come.
1: Jess Meyers joining us, The Rink Live, and he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline from Grand Forks, Minnesota and North Dakota. Once again, you can see it on Fox 9 at, nine o- or at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, uh, can, can you believe college sports on free television? Uh, good thing. Uh, wild underway, a, a bit of a roller coaster ride for the Wild so far. Four games in. Uh, some nights really good, a uh, couple of clunkers already, including Thursday against uh, the l a kings or, or earlier in the week against the l a Kings not very good
0: well, you know the wild have gotten one of the best players in their history from the University of North Dakota that's Zach Parise. unfortunately they 're still paying him, and that 's leading yeah. to uh, a lot of salary cap mess, you know especially now when they 've gotten some injuries you know you look the other night and Matt, Matt Boldy is in the press box wearing a nice suit and Jared Spurgeon. We still haven't seen him on the ice. So until this team can get healthy and kind of wrap its head around that situation, I think this kind of up and down nature is maybe what we've got right now. They've won two. They've lost two. They've got Columbus coming into town tonight. Columbus, of course, Adam tilly, the Hobie Baker winner signed with them right away. So uh, the Gophers don't have to worry about him at Michigan anymore, but now the wild have to worry about him.
1: Yeah. So the wild downtown St. Paul tonight, seven o'clock, and with, with with the colleges underway, the NHL underway, high school hockey, boys and girls, uh, the girls get started first, and uh, it, it, it is a long year. But uh, I, I would say uh, hockey season is back. Uh, tryouts at the youth level ha- have wrapped up. Here we go again, Jess.
2: Yep, here we go.
0: You know, it's funny that you think that high school hockey is not that far around the corner, but when folks start getting the Halloween candy out and they start thinking about deer hunting and things like that, uh, the, the natural next thing is heading down to the rink for a high school game.
1: Yeah, and uh, hopefully I'll I'll be able to call a few games at a rink near me. Uh, I, I don't like to travel much anymore. Uh, northern suburbs, I, I prefer. Uh, I, I get it.
0: So the Gophers, big rivalry tonight, and then, of course, next weekend, uh, maybe an even bigger rivalry, Wisconsin coming in town for the Big Ten opener. So it, uh, the, the, uh, as Bob Mosco likes to say, the, uh, the speed limit keeps going up. You know, this is uh, this is the thick of the schedule, and we're we're not even to Halloween yet. Yeah,
1: and the one thing I wanted to ask about, and we haven't talked in a while, and that, that's my bad, Jess, um, Lake Mariucci has shrunk a bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know and that's something Bob Moscow kind of de-emphasizes. you know okay. a lot of coaches coming into Minneapolis would make a big deal about the size of the ice sheet. Um, they have shrunk it a little bit. It's 11 feet narrower. So it's 89 feet wide now where it used to be 100 feet wide. It's more of a, of a standard size hockey rink. Now NHL rinks are 85 feet, so it's still a little bit wider than that. But one thing that they've done to fill that space, to fill that gap, is they've got these cushy leather like uh, like armchairs that you'd have in your living room to, to read in. They've got those right along the glass in one corner of the rink. I said, Hey, if somebody offers you Seats on, on, on rink side at, at 3M Arena at Mariucci this season, take them because that would be a unique and comfortable place to watch hockey.
1: Yeah, I saw your post. I, I thought those were the media seats now down there, but that that's not I, the case. I would be fine with that, yeah. I mean, it's a little
0: tougher <laughs> to see all four corners of the rink from down there. But And, and Steve, you know, I love – I put that on social media, and so many people said, oh, that's cool, and then you had the other people saying – Oh my goodness! What is college hockey coming to? That's terrible. It's like people relax. They're just chairs. It's just chairs. Well, Don't get that worked up about stuff.
1: I I, I would go through I would go just a bit further. It's a revenue opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Absolutely.
2: For sure.
0: In this in this era of name, image, and likeness, and collectives, <laughs> right. and all these things, and you know the rumors flying that. Such and such a school is paying a kid 60000 dollars to come there or whatever, and you know none of it's verifiable, of course, but in the social media era, people have a heyday with uh, uh, spread, spreading out the uh, the information or sometimes misinformation. just relax it's a revenue stream, have fun
1: yeah, and, and I'd love to sit there for a game. At some point in yeah. the future. We'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, no doubt. Jess, always great. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game tonight in Grand Forks, Minnesota, North Dakota. Renew their rivalry at 6. Once again, the game on Fox 9 tonight. It's always great to be talking hockey, Steve. All right, there he is, Jess Myers. The rink live. Tremendous hockey coverage at that site, 433. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. Then we get started. College